Welcome to episode 197 of the Magical Survivor Podcast. My name is Lindsay Lestro and I am the host of this podcast. And today is day two of 75 Hard. Um, I've, By the way, for those of you who may be finding this episode and not realize, this is actually um, my third time officially doing 75 Hard. I failed round two successfully finished round one so I've done 75 hard all the way through um and this is round three um I made it like 40 days I think it was with round two um and then now we're doing round three now round three I'm really really focusing on my mental health and um I have to say it's interesting how whenever I focus on intentions and like moving forward and um it's just very interesting how things come up like the past 24 hours has been a real testament for that like ever since I um released the last podcast um a lot has come up but I'm actually not going to really talk about that (laughs) I know that sounds weird I actually recorded a episode for today um I'm not going to release it because it really turned into a rant and that's really not what I want this podcast to be about at all. What I do want to share with you is overcoming obstacles and mental health, mental health diagnoses. Um, I'm going to try to keep this very broad, but I want to show you guys a really, really good example of overcoming and empowering ourselves um, into the world around us. So for those of you who do not know, I am a Walt Disney World annual pass holder. I have been a pass holder since June 2017. I have visited the Disney parks over 500 days. I think I'm actually coming up on 600 days over the past four years. So I am, um, I renewed my pass in July of 2021 and have no plans of letting my pass go. I go to the parks pre pre-closure, we're going to say pre-closure, I would go to the parks three to five days a week. And I think my top streak was 16 days in a row. What's really cool about being an annual pass holder is you can go and dip in and dip out. I have done all sorts of different things that are really fun. Um, I've gone to the parks. I remember going on a date with my husband where we went to the Brown Derby at um, Disney's Hollywood Studios did not do any attractions. We literally tapped in and left and then went and and saw Star Wars The Last Jedi at Disney Springs. And I I don't think we saw it opening weekend. I can't remember, but we did. That that was a really fun date. I thought it was really cool because it was the first time that I like really just went in and ate food and left. (laughs) Like, um, I... If I have when if and when I have the time, I have gone to the parks and done like one attraction. I've actually gone to the parks and done no attractions since then. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to go to Epcot and walk around World Showcase. It's one point two miles to walk around World Showcase from the mouth to World Showcase all the way around. Um, it's a great walk. I like to go walk there. I like to get my um, 75 hard outside done there. It's very easy to get 45 minutes walking in while I'm at the parks, especially right now with no tram service. You park your car, you walk in, and you do something, you walk out, and there's your 45 minutes of walking right there. It's one of my most favorite things to do. I highly recommend if you um, 
have the opportunity to be able to live this lifestyle that I have come to know, um, I highly recommend it. I think it's a unique experience and I really, really enjoy it. And I love sharing about it too, but I want to share something that I actually shared in my Instagram stories. And I wasn't really thinking about this and I've noticed that a lot of people really like the little nuances and the little things. Um, not that I've become numb to the Walt Disney World parks, um, but it's become such a lifestyle of mine that I don't really think about when I do talk to people. I mean, it's like when they plan Disney trips, they're always like, well, what's the best day to go? Or what's the best park? Or what's your favorite ride? Like there's generic stuff like that. But I'm finding that a lot of people really like these little nuggets of information. And so for those of you who do not know anything about me, I'm just going to keep it to generalized anxiety at the moment. Um, I have multiple mental health diagnoses, but I really want to focus on anxiety in particular when it comes to Space Mountain as a roller coaster. Space Mountain is a roller coaster. It's a thrill ride that's indoors. So the entire attraction is indoors and it's in the dark. The attraction itself only goes 35 miles an hour, but because the lights are turned off and they mess with your auditory senses, it feels like you're going much faster. 35 miles an hour for a roller coaster is actually really, really, really slow. And I know that if you are curious, there are footage and videos out there of riding Space Mountain with the lights on. I have not had the opportunity to be able to do that. My husband has um, multiple times. And now that he is a mechanic that works at Walt Disney World, he's been able to do it more, not just as an annual pass holder. And I've heard that if you're a big fan of Space Mountain, to have the opportunity to ride Space Mountain with the lights on is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And it's really amazing. Because it is a very different experience. And same thing with Rock and Roller Coaster. Rock and Roller Coasters at Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's also indoors. It goes upside down. And that is um, a launch one. It's a launch roller coaster. Um, and launches you to 60 miles an hour right off the bat. <laughs> you go from zero to 60, bam. And you coast the rest of the way. Um, there's no other like push for that. But both of these coasters are indoors and with the lights turned off. So it just adds another element of like... You really don't know what's coming. You do, but you don't. Like, you can see the track, but you can't see the track. And Space Mountain is an old attraction. Um, it's, I think it's an original with no, it's from the 70s. I know that. Oh, gosh. And here are my, like, Disney people, like, freaking, I can't remember when it came out. It doesn't matter. And just know that it's an older um, roller coaster, but it's my, like, one of my favorites. Like, if I had to choose a roller coaster, if I could magically pop myself, like, boom, I'm at a park um, right now. If I could just teleport myself to the front of the ride where I can ride it and pop myself back home, Space Mountain would actually be the coaster that I would do at this moment in time. Here's the thing. The very first time I ever rode Space Mountain, I had a panic attack. It freaked me out. It took me, I think, 45 minutes to be able to compose myself. Um, I went to, I went to um, Magic Kingdom. I had a paper fast pass for Space Mountain. I don't remember the circumstances why, but I had a paper fast pass. And I went, I really wanted to ride it. Never rode it before. Went by myself. And it took me 45 minutes to, like, come down from the clouds and 
went and got on the monorail and walked to my like got to my car and went home. It was overwhelming. I freaked out. Um and I didn't want to ever go back on it. The reason why is it really messes with your auditory senses. And I felt unsafe in the ride. So I then learned as much as I could about this attraction and conceptually and logically understood. So I would go on it a couple more times um, because it's Paul's favorite, one of Paul's favorite attractions. Erica, when she was tall enough, really loves Space Mountain. I will tell you now, I've been on it hundreds of times. And I can say hundreds of times because every time we go to Magic Kingdom, we ride Space Mountain. There's very few times I go to Magic Kingdom where I don't ride Space Mountain. Everybody loves Space Mountain. So one of the things I have done is I'm not sure who or how it came about, but it was suggested to me to pop in headphones. If the if the audio messes with you so much, Lindy, why don't you just listen to a, a favorite song of yours? And I was like, oh, you know what? That would make sense. So at that moment in time, I was watching the Shannara Chronicles. It was a um, two-season TV show over on MV, MV, MTV. And I really, really enjoyed the opening credits song. It's called Until We Go Down by Rudell. So I found it on Spotify. I was listening to it. I was like, I really, really enjoy the song. So I chose to play it on Space Mountain. And the in that song fits so well with the attraction, whether you are on Alpha or Omega. So here's another fun fact. There are actually two different tracks of Space Mountain, and they are two different ride experiences. So if you've told me you've been on Space Mountain one time, usually my next question is, did you go to the left or did you go to the right? Because if you went to the right, you went on my favorite side. If you went to the left, you went to the side that's more... Um, short and quick it, it's it's more it's it's turny but the one on the right is more loop like it's just like this smoother loops longer loops and bigger dips like I just much prefer going to the right because there's two different tracks but this audio works on both sides which is really really cool to me um I can start it right when I sit down and if I do it right when we sit down, generally it will finish by the time I'm tapping to get my photo pass, my photo ride photo at the very end. Um, and I can listen to the majority of the song, but it lines up really, really well with the attraction. And so what ended up happening because of when I was exposed to the song and when I started listening to it on Space Mountain, I literally, when I listen to Until We Go Down, I am transported to the moments that I feel on that attraction. Now, some people find it kind of crazy, but I like to keep my hands up in the air while I am um, on that attraction. It's very freeing. I feel so at peace, which is so different than the very first time I wrote it. 